The struggle here at Climate Conversations is simply to keep up. The climate crisis, or the climate emergency, or even global heating, is just engulfing the world, and stories are emerging everywhere. Individuals, organisations, groups, governments, corporations, societies are organising events, webinars, conferences, and get-togethers of all sorts to talk about the climate crisis. Trying to stay abreast of all those is impossible. Sometimes we succeed. Many times we fail. But as with everything to do with the climate crisis, it's important that everybody, and that's everybody, should do all they possibly can. Welcome, you have arrived. This is the latest episode of Climate Conversations, a podcast assembled here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Yes, I've done it again. I get so preoccupied with the content that I forget to mention that I am your host, Robert McLean. And just last week, I was talking to the fellow who argued that the climate crisis was over, that we had been misinformed, the evidence had been exaggerated, and therefore we had nothing to worry about. I was able to produce evidence contrary to what he had, and mine was solid. And in talking about what the climate crisis might be like, and the living conditions under which we may have to live, the fellow said, if that's the case, I don't want to be alive. That view, that position, is both alarming and distressing. I don't want people to give up. I don't want them to bail out of life. I want them to bond together and support each other and make this life as it should be. For while our lives will be different, they may not necessarily be worse. It's up to us to ensure that's the case. It's time now we tackle the news, and we have a story from Yale Climate Connections, and it's by Usher Davidson. The headline for his story is, A Conversation with Robert Bullard, Father of Environmental Justice. The story begins, Robert Bullard is often called the Father of Environmental Justice for his more than four decades of pioneering work integrating human and civil rights with environmentalism. The author of 18 books, Bullard is a distinguished professor of urban planning and environmental policy and director of the Bullard Center for Environmental and Climate Justice at Texas Southern University. We spoke recently at the 10 Across 2023 Houston Summit after a panel discussion highlighting climate resilience, the ability of people and communities to prepare for, adapt to, and recover from hazards caused by a changing climate. And now we shift to a story from the New York Times. The story is written by Stanley Reed and it has the headline, Shell's profit soared to $42 billion last year. Reed's story begins. Shell, Europe's largest energy company, reported a bumper profit for 2022 on Thursday. $42.3 billion more than double the 2021 total and probably a record for any British company. The company, like other global energy giants, has been raking in cash because of high oil and natural gas prices, caused in part by the war in Ukraine. On Wednesday, ExxonMobil reported $56 billion in annual profit, a record for the company. Next we have a story from Climate Action. It's a press release that has the headline, Companies recognise need for climate transition plans, but are not moving fast enough, says CDP. 
CDP launches new report analysing disclosure from 18,600 companies across 13 industries in 135 countries. The report assesses climate transition plan disclosures against 21 key indicators within CDP's climate change questionnaire and found that only 81 companies, 0.4%, disclosed to all relevant indicators. In the 2021 assessment, 135 companies disclosed against all relevant indicators. The reduction seen this year is based on CDP raising the bar in accordance with the latest signs on what constitutes a credible transition plan. And now from Climate Home News we hear, circuses have evolved and so must UN climate summits. The story by Michael Jacobs begins. What are UN conferences for? Every year the UN climate body, UNFCCC, finds a new country in which to hold a summit, a COP, at which delegates from nearly 200 nations negotiate an ever smaller number of global climate rules and journalists wonder what's newsworthy enough to write about. Luckily, at COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, in November the delegates manufactured a last-minute crisis which provided some good copy. But quite a few of the correspondents had already filed their What's the Point of this Annual Circus articles by then. We're still with Climate Home News and we have a story this headlined China warms of more floods and heat waves in 2023. The story by Routers and Joe Lowe begins. China's weather agency warned regional authorities to prepare for more extreme weather this year after record-breaking temperatures and a lengthy drought played havoc with the country's power supplies and disrupted harvests last summer. China's southern regions need to brace for more persistent high temperatures and ensure that energy supplies are available to meet summer demand peak, while northern regions need to prepare for heavy floods, said Song Shaiyan, spokesman for the China Meteorological Association at a briefing on Monday. And now we shift to a story from The Independent. The headline for that story is, US suffered 18 separate billion-dollar weather and climate disasters in 2022. The story begins. The United States experienced 18 separate billion-dollar weather and climate disasters in 2022, the latest battering in consecutive years of wall-to-wall catastrophes. The abysmal tally was noted in a new report by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration on Tuesday and put 2022 in joint third place with 2011-2017 for the greatest number of disasters. Only 2021, with $20 billion disasters, and 2020, with 22 disasters, topped it. This year's disasters, including last month's massive bomb cyclone, Hurricane Ian, and two tornado outbreaks, resulted in deaths of at least 474 people. And now we go back to The Independent for another story. This one is by Matt Mathers, and the headline is, BP Profits Double to Record 23 billion pound after spike in oil and gas prices. The story by Mathers begins. BP's profits more than doubled to 23 billion pound last year amid a spike in oil and gas prices during Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine. The British oil and gas giant posted profits of 27.7 billion in 2022 compared to 12.8 billion the year before. Accounts published on Tuesday showed. Bernard Looney, BP's chief executive, said the firm's annual profits were aided by the lowest production costs in 16 years. He added that, importantly, BP continues delivering for our shareholders, 
with buybacks and growing dividends. Now we have a story by Adam Morton in The Guardian. The headline for the story is, Labor's unlimited use of carbon offsets could lead to rising emissions, report says. Morton's story begins, An Australian government proposal to allow big polluters to use unlimited carbon offsets as an alternative to cutting their own greenhouse gases would likely greenlight new coal and gas developments and lead to a rise in emissions, a new analysis has found. The report by Climate Analytics found land-based offsets created through projects including tree planting and forest regeneration had fundamental scientific problems. That meant they would not deliver what was promised of them. Carbon offsets are key to the Albanese government's plan to revamp a failed coalition policy known as the safeguard mechanism and require the country's 215 biggest emitting facilities to cut emissions by 4.9% a year. Under Labor's proposals, businesses would be able to meet emissions limits by buying an unlimited number of carbon offsets, known as credits, as well as directly cutting emissions on-site. Each credit represents a tonne of carbon dioxide reduced or avoided somewhere else. Links to all those stories mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes. Yes, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. In fact, I'd love you to share it with your friends because we all need to know all we possibly can about the climate crisis, how it's unfolding, and why. So until we talk again, please take care.